podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We are live. Welcome to FPL Winners. It's Sunday. It's me and Ali. The international break might be happening, but our streams will continue. And the reason why we wanted to do one this week was, well, we got big news. We got very big news because Ali, last year's winner of FPL, has finally hit that wildcard button. Ali, how are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling amazing. Trying to get the most of the international break, so we'll be yeah. watching some of the, uh, you know, uh, international teams uh, and monitoring the injuries, of course, and trying to make some money on my wild card. So I've been really down uh, in my team value, so uh, I have to catch up a little bit. Yeah, I hear that. Um, in a couple of nights' time, I'm going to England versus Italy, so I'm looking forward to watching that one in person um not too many england players in your team though just looking at it now in fact you have zero players from from the england team but one from the italy team in your uh, his first international call up a doji spoiler alert um so yeah let's just let let's have a look at your draft in more detail but first let me give a shout out to the scout members area if you're not already a member do go and check it out uh, there's obviously a link in the description and all that jazz um Ali, let's look for your wild card. The headlines are double Newcastle, triple Spurs, one Arsenal, only one Aston Villa, Salah, Haaland, Shaw, but a couple of differentials in there in Hoyland and Almiron and Neto. Um, loads to discuss. Let's not start with goalkeepers and work our way forward as we usually do when we do team reveals. Let's start up top. You're going for the Scandi combination, Haaland and Hoyland. Hoyland's got the fixture in game week nine, hasn't he? I mean, United have got a good fixtures for the next four or five game weeks, haven't they? So you fancy a punt there? Um, yes, the reason why uh, I feel like Hoyland is the only one uh, looking great passing the eye test at the moment because uh, he's always active. He scored in the Champions League as well. Yeah. And he's a good uh, price bracket because sometimes it could be uh, really uh, hard to get to Watkins uh, levels of the uh, uh, budget because we all want to fit in Son, Salah, ha- Haaland as well as Trippier in our team so sometimes it's hard to stretch to Watkins and uh, at the moment I'm leaning towards Hoyland because uh, attacking potential is there, the fixtures are alright and I'm, uh, I'm I still like a firm believer that uh, Manchester United will bounce back in a couple of weeks, so they can't be, uh, you know, uh, losing game by uh, game after game. So they they'll be back uh, sooner than later. So there's no better fixture at the moment either than Sheffield United. Sure, you'd prefer it was at Old Trafford, but Sheffield United is the fixture. Even Fulham went and scored three against them in game week eight. Like, I get it. It's a great fixture. And he's 0.8 cheaper, just under a million cheaper than Watkins. The The strategy at the moment is only one Aston Villa player. And Hoyland means no Watkins. You save around a million there, so I get it. Um, but at the moment, you don't have Watkins or Diaby. So you don't have Aston Villa attack other than Matty Cash. With the Villa fixtures, especially from game week 10, are you slightly concerned? Or do you think you'll move to a Watkins or a Diaby with free transfers? But the way your squad's set up, it looks like that might be tricky. So you're probably punting and risking it on one Villa, are you? Um, yes, uh, I have to 
include a couple of differentials in my team otherwise it will be really hard to catch up with uh, because of my rank uh, I'm currently in uh, 3.5 million overall rank so it's not looking great at the moment but I have to uh, gain ground rather than uh, sooner than later so uh, going having uh, Watkins in my team is uh, I think I could downgrade Almiron to uh, Gordon uh, which both of those uh, assets are fairly low owned but I think Almiron nearly edges in terms of the ceiling and attacking potential so I think we will be uh, it's 50-50 so it's a combination of Almiron and Hoyland and uh, Gordon and Watkins so it's uh, I'm trying to build a squad well balanced in terms of budget as well and uh, yeah. I will have to go for three or four differentials in in the starting lineup. Yeah, I hear that. And another differential call, I guess, for those on wild cards. Certainly, most teams have got triple Spurs, but those wild carding, especially those wild carding game week ten, probably like myself, I don't think I'll have triple Spurs because they would have played their best two games. They would have had Luton in game week uh, eight and Fulham in game week nine. You've obviously got triple Spurs. Do you see yourself moving off one of those Spurs midfielders, perhaps to an Arsenal midfielder in game week 10? Is that the plan? That's the plan. So that, that's the difference between the uh, wildcard game week 10 and wildcard game week 9, because yeah. um, best, arguably the best fixtures for Spurs are behind. So uh, I, I can see a lot of uh, uh, managers moving off the triple Spurs. But uh, at the moment, uh, I have value tied up in Madison and Odogi, and I think Son is a must for the upcoming fixtures. So uh, it's we'll see how the international break ends up and um, what's the injury status of the players are. So, um, but I, I would love to wildcard in game week ten because uh, you know it's uh, it's more data, it's more. New, info on players and uh, we we know the scale of uh, FPL changes every game week so uh, it just um, I needed to do it I w it was long overdue to be honest I I thought there's no point of being stubborn and I have to pull the t trigger so um, Saka or Martinelli will be a question for me because it, it will be a matter of a budget as well uh, yeah. If I decide to go Saka, I'll have to get rid of Son. If I decide to go Martinelli, I'll have to get rid of Madison. So it's it's, it's a hard question, but um, you can't really uh, book a lot of transfers uh, when you're wildcarding. But uh, it's still a working process. My wildcard is not final yet. It's not a final draft. Yeah, no, I expect there'll be lots of changes. There always is. We When we wildcard, especially when we've got two weeks to tinker, things will change. So this is, look, we're seeing Ali's wildcard on Sunday. We're still almost a, a week to the deadline. So things will change. And we'll be following Ali on Twitter to see that final locked-in draft. Um, Arsenal mids Ali. Martinelli is almost a million cheaper than Saka. Now, if Saka's on pens, I get it. But if Saka's only on 50% of pens... I think Martinez is probably better value because we all spent time in the scout members area at the start of the season looking at the data from last year and there was very, very little to split Saka, Odegaard and Martinelli. And actually, when you take pens off Saka, Martinelli's numbers were actually slightly better. Um, so definitely one to monitor there. And if you're, look, funds are always going to be tight on wildcards. So Martinez is a good pick. 
Um, he's a good pick. Uh, it was uh, the difference between Martinelli and Saka was always the penalties first and the minutes expected minutes for Saka. Yeah. He's he's a ninety uh, minute man and uh, is one of the most consistent prim- players Premier League has seen in the co- in the latest couple of seasons. So I think he's had over eighty starts, consecutive starts for Arsenal. Which was pretty impressive for a young lad. Yeah, uh, yeah and it was, it was the match against Man City was the first uh, he's missed in in two years, I believe, or something like that. So it's uh, it's a quite a record, I'd say, and uh, that's the difference between Martinelli. But in terms of quality, I think they're both, you know, uh, well high on uh, assist potential and goal potential as well. We could see. Martinelli just changed the game. I think most of the Arsenal uh, subs that uh, played in a later stage of City game impacted the game, but Martinelli was just electric. So there's not much between them, especially when there are question marks of, uh, over the uh, Saka's fitness. I think Martinelli is a good shout. Yeah, I I agree. Um... Ali, your midfield and front line, it's got the differentials in there in Almiron, Hoyland, and I know you love Neto, and Neto's got good fixtures and definitely the main man at Wolves. And actually, the combination with Huang and Cunha feels like that's a good attacking lineup, which might actually score some goals because Wolves have been shot shy and goal shy. When I look at this mid, this attacking eight, we take Archer out, attacking seven. Who's the player you're most tempted to go with you don't have in this team for game week nine? So I'm going to probably exclude the Arsenal guys because I know you're looking at them for game week 10. But who are you most, who do you really want to get to that you can't quite reach? Or who, who are you having sleepless nights over in that, in that attacking seven? Um, not many players that I would, uh, I think I would have, I would love to have Alvarez in my team, uh, which I yeah. could, which I could, to be honest, uh, instead of Hoyland. But uh, he's well owned. He's, uh, I need to go for differentials in order, in order to uh, gain some ground. Otherwise, it will be really hard. And uh, at, at this moment, there are three factors that I'm taking into consideration. Uh, basically, uh, the fixtures, uh, ownership of the players, and the structure in terms of budget. because. It's. Uh, I'm planning to use the second wild card quite late in the season, so I don't want to use it whenever it's act- whenever it's available for us. So it's it's important to make sure that I won't need many transfers along uh, along the way. Um, otherwise, I can end up using the uh, second wild card in game week. 22, 23, which is quite early for me. So it's it's hard at the moment. Uh, it's hard to nail all of those aspects, but uh, uh, I think I'm in a good position to navigate it with this team. Yeah, I like that. And I can see when you built your bench, you've not gone for any dead spots. So instead of going for a 4.3 forward that doesn't play, you've gone for Archer because, again, you're thinking longer term, you'll need a playing bench. Taylor's the best 3.9 million defender, that plays 90 minutes and obviously Gabriel is on at the moment you've gone for a strategy of four good defenders your defender four isn't quite clear right because you've got four defenders that can rotate and one will always be benched if you're going to play a 3-5-2 they're all around the five million price mark 
a doji share cash gabriel which one of those guys if maybe two three or even four of them do you feel like a lot which ones are you definitely going to go with and which ones might you sell I think Gabriel is a lot for me, and uh, Udogi is. Uh, we'll wait and see. Share is a good differential, but I'm not sure with Trippier in, on the side. Uh, I don't think he covers much because uh, he, he's got a good goal potential. He scored in the Champions League, and uh, I, I would love to have seen him <laughs> score in the Premier League as well because that's what I was banking on when, when I got him. Uh, with cash, he's just uh, it's it, there's no point of going without him. I mean, uh, he's fairly attacking. I think he's almost playing like a right winger sometimes when you watch Aston Villa play, and it's uh, it's a, it has to be a good balance of uh, you know ownership of the players as well. For me. Uh, Four of them are fairly nailed. Uh, the only player I'm slightly considering is Anderson. And uh, the downside is that I don't have premium uh, defenders in my team, like Trippier yeah. or a spot for, uh, let's say, Trent. Uh, it's It will be hard to stretch to them. Yeah. Cher is obviously more expensive than Botman, who could be back and could even see a price drop during the international break, one to monitor. Um, but Newcastle, you're happy to back. Like, very few, I think, will have, other than Trippier, for those that haven't wildcarded, those that wildcarded in game week seven or game week eight, and there were a lot that pulled the trigger, a lot of the scout guys, um, they wouldn't have any Newcastle players. So, despite their fixtures being kind of middling, you're, you're backing the team here and going, the way they're playing, I want one, if not two, Newcastle players in my team. Because for me, who's wildcarding in game week 10, likely... I'm not sure I'll have any Newcastle players, but you're backing them in a big way. Um, I think it's one of those uh, teams that will be scoring goals regardless. So, uh, yeah. and Almiron is looks nailed on the right wing, and uh, as well as Gordon. I like Gordon a lot. When I watch him play, he's always active. He's always in and around the box. He's always causing trouble for the opposition defense. So it's just. Yeah. Um, I think with Villa, uh, I'm not sure how consistent they are because we've seen uh, like high-scoring games when they lost uh, against uh, Liverpool and uh, Newcastle as well. And I think you you have to really be sure. And uh, Watkins is still uh, possibly going to make it in, into my team, but. Uh, uh, it's, it's just a question mark at the moment. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. The Watkins one will give you sleepless nights, mate. I'm sure of it. Like, I'm not saying you should put him in because I don't know the answer, but I do know that when you watch Aston Villa under Emery, even perhaps more so this season than last, is that they're accruing a lot of chances for Watkins. Now, he hasn't always been sticking them away, but what has he had two hat-tricks already this season? He hit the post at the end of the game in game week nine. Uh, game week eight, and I'm like, oh, can I can I go without Watkins? I don't think I can with fixtures like Luton and Forest, but it's a brave call, mate, to go to go without both. Well, without Villa attack, but you are replacing him with players that could have really good upside. Like Hoyland could outscore Watkins, Neto or Almiron could outscore Diaby, and you're saving money on both those moves. 
It's the name of a game, you know. You have to go different if you want to catch up because uh, I can't really rely on uh, getting green arrows and get all the template players in my team because uh, if I'm wildcarding, it's it's you either make or break at this moment because uh, no. that's the moment. Uh, it's not too late to catch up because uh, during Christmas time our overall ranks are more of a they're maturing in the season, you know, like yeah. into the season. We, they're forming more or less in terms of uh, consistency. Uh, at the moment, you can really gain ground in a couple of game weeks. And that's the moment I feel like I need to use uh, in order to catch up. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Ali, it's been awesome chatting. We're not going to talk goalkeepers because I think, you know, there's not much to say about Turner and Ariola. It saves you money. I get it. And there's no real standout picks. Um, Ali, lovely to chat. We'll be back next Sunday. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Hit the like button on your way out. This is Ali's wildcard. This has been FPL Winners. I've been Janny. He's been Ali. And for now, guys, we'll see you next time. Have a great one.